That's right. I'm Mike Coleman, your host, and we're here today to continue to move out and do some great things for your life and your legacy. You're looking at an opportunity. I know you are today to change your life. It's always something that changes your life. It's always an opportunity somewhere that you have to make a decision that could put you in a place where you've never been before. You know, the thing about it is that each new day has the same amount of hours, 24 hours. Uh, depending on your clock and how much of a scientist you are, you might have 23.xyz hours. But anyway, we know that it is an opportunity in each day to change your life. And sometimes I think we wait for something momentous, something grand, something uh, to happen each and every day that would somehow make us feel like, guess what? Something is up. Something great is happening today. And maybe we live for that moment, that day. But the thing is that that day, that moment won't happen without the moments in between. It is the moments in between that count the most. The decisions that you make from day to day that count the most. You can't build a brick house without some bricks, right? And you can't seemingly put a wall together all of a sudden. No, you have to put brick upon brick upon brick upon brick until finally you built yourself a brick wall. Uh, it is the process of building, I think, that some of us become so concerned with and somehow we may get lost in the labor-intensive process of building. And maybe it's not exciting uh, and I think I mentioned in the last episode that you might not even be in love with the process. You might not find it invigorating to be in the throes of the trouble and the challenge. But you know, the trouble and the challenge often is what's what's going to make us. It's what's going to shape us. It's what's going to determine the direction that we grow in. And uh, even so, determine the friends we make. And I, I'm just going to share with you that Let's do this. Let's go with number one. We talked about it last time. and it's it, The art of being consistent means that you're consistently looking for the right avenue to grow. You're consistently doing that, which means you have to find yourself in alignment with friends. But you got to make sure that the right friends, they're the friends that will actually give you good insight, good understanding. Friends that will often pour into you and make you better man or woman uh, than you've ever been before to speak life into you because uh, too often we get around people who speak negativity. Let me tell you what. I told my, my mom one day, I said, you know, she I said, how's your day going? She said, going fine, going fine. And she'd been talking about the news that she'd been watching. And I said, well, mama, I tell you what, if you ever want to spoil a good day, just watch the news. You said, what? I said, yeah, the news is normally one of the things that will make you go, wow, there's nothing good in the world. 
But then if you take the time to go get a mirror and look at yourself, you can say you are what God has made to be good in this world. And because you exist, you have an opportunity to change the world, to influence the people you come in contact with. You have an opportunity to open your mouth and to pour out blessings into the ears of those who choose to listen. Now, there will be always those who choose not to listen. There will always be those who choose to be ignorant, those who choose to delight in ignorant ways. And, and there's nothing you can do about that, as a matter of fact. I mean, a fool is going to be a fool. The thing is, is you just need not have a conversation with one fool, because when you do, you end up with two. So, so, so what I'm telling you is the same thing with arguing. Never argue with one fool, because at the end of the day, you will have two. That's right, two fools. And so we might as well realize that we're not focusing our discussion on those who will not take it to heart. We want to focus our discussions and maybe even engage in conversation with people who will take it to heart, who will understand. There's a scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron, as iron sharpens iron. The intent thereof is as the iron sharpens iron, that you become better because you continue to work with one another and you grow together. You grow together as iron sharpens iron. And it's, it's imperative for us to understand that we are meant to be together. We are meant to grow together and we are meant to become more and more and more like Christ as we grow together. It is, uh, I think, an understatement sometimes to think that we could try to grow ourselves by ourselves. But as again, the scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so a person sharpens his friend. The intent is that you need a friend so that you can learn more, get better insight and understanding that even change your perspective. I heard it said once before, you know, the eyes often are used as a, a vehicle to see. We think that if I can't see it with my eyes then I can't see it. Uh, but I heard someone say anything you can see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. If you could see it in your mind, because the truth of the matter is it had to be seen in the mind first. Everything that you see around you, the computer that you're watching, the phone that you might be listening to me on. It was in someone's mind first before it became part of that technical, technological revolution. Uh, technological revolution. There we go. I had to get the ethida out of it there. I, it, it was in somebody's mind first, right? And once it was in their mind, then it became a part of some drafting, something that had to be sculpted, something that had to be molded. Matter of fact, I'll use this illustration. Uh, I was uh, somewhere and a speaker asked, said, hey, you know, what's holding up this building? We're in a nice arena. What's holding up this building? And uh, many people said, well, I guess it would be the steel. He said, yeah, I would imagine most of you would say it would be the steel, the mortar. The bricks that's holding up the building. And as you continue to understand, he, he began to, uh, to break it down. He said, no, you've got to understand that in order for the steel, the mortar, and the bricks to hold this building up, somebody had to draft it out. But in order for him to draft it out, it had to start within his mind first. So it is, in all honesty, the thing that's holding up the building that I was sitting in was the thought 
thought of the architect, the architect's ideas, the architect's ways of thinking. If one of his ways were in error, we would know that the building could potentially fall in around our ears. So oftentimes, the things that you think of yourself can determine whether or not you stand erect at the day, you stand up tall at the day, you stand ready to answer the call at the day that your name is mentioned. But if you think not too highly of yourself, or you don't think that you're worthy of the opportunity, then all of a sudden your perspective change your, changes your objective. And once your perspective changes your objective, you will find yourself in places that maybe you're nursing your wounds or you're feeling like you let your own self down or maybe even your family down. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There will always be something that tries to dissuade the vision that you should have. There will always be something that challenges what you believe. There will always be something that tries to become an obstacle. The opportunity here is to understand the purpose of the obstacle. The purpose of the obstacle is to become a stepping stone. It is something to help you sharpen who you are, to help you find the fat in your life, the things that have kept you from being all that you should be so that you could lay them by the wayside and grow up into a new level. See, once you've defeated the challenge or found a way to get over and above that challenge, it becomes a stepping stone. Let me tell you, I was listening to a man and he was talking specifically about what it takes to write a good story. He said he can't make a good story without two things. You must have a character that's interesting. And above all, you must have a character who has conflict. There is no story without conflict. There is no interest without conflict. And people will not be interested in what you've done if you've never run the race and had a challenge in the run. You got to understand the challenge is not necessarily run. The challenge may be the next step you take while you're running. The finish line is only an indicator that this evolution is over. But the challenge was along the way. Even in the Olympics, you see the challengers alongside one another while they're lined up at the line before the race begins. There are challenges there. There are challenges there. There are challenges everywhere. But the opportunities abound as much. And that's the reason we have to keep our eyes open. Mm. Not just our physical eyes, but we must have our eyes open to see the things that could be before us, to stretch forward for those things and to challenge ourselves to stretch out into something new. And that means that there are days where you might not feel like it, the days where you might have to shrug your shoulders, there are days where you might be high, where you might have to say, you know what, I can do this. There are days where you might just have to take a five minute break, gather your thoughts. Come back at it and say, hold on, the day's not over yet. I still have yet an out another hour to go. I, I may have another three hours to go. I still have an opportunity to win this race. And if you do that and continue to be one who does show up at the day of the challenge, you will find that most times you will become the winner because here's the deal. Winners never quit 
and quitters never win. So if you begin to understand that you can't quit, you may take a break like you do at the job. And even I've seen and I've heard that some some studies have been shown have shown that if you take a break at the job for five minutes, just walk away when you're in a challenge and come back at it. It's as though you've cleared your thought processes and you've given yourself an opportunity to reexamine it subconsciously. And when you come back at the challenge that is before you, you have the ability to overcome because now you get to see something you haven't seen before. See, now this is what I, I want to underscore this. See, you might be looking at the same words on the same screen, but what is revealed to you is different because you now are not seeing with your eyes. You're seeing with your intellect and maybe your intuition. Now you have an opportunity to see past the words on the page and begin to envision what it should be or the opportunities that surround it and what it could be. There is so much in you. You have yet to tap into all of it. So I'm going to challenge you today to begin to understand that you can do things that you've never thought possible. You can move in venues and areas that you never thought you'd be allowed to. And honestly, if you keep your hand in God's hand and you continue to do the things that God has inspired you to do, I guarantee you, you're going to end up in places and, and you're going to shake your head and say, I couldn't believe it. I don't believe it. This is really going to happen. Now, it sounds crazy and it's just a, it's just something to say, but it, 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 it wouldn't have been me. It couldn't have been me, except it is you. It is you. It is you. The day is going to come where it is you, and you're going to be able to raise your hand and give God victory for it. I am a believer. I don't know about you, but I'm a believer, and I believe that God rewards those who diligently seek him. And I know we try to make it super spiritual when we talk about diligently seek him, but you have to seek his ways. There's a scripture in the Bible that tells us that his ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts. But let me tell you this. It's in Isaiah 55th chapter. I don't believe that to be a way for him to push off from us, but a way for us to draw close to him. He's acknowledging that there is a gap, there is a difference here, but he's also inviting us in to learn his ways. See, that, that is something I think we, 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 we try to put ourselves in places that, and, and say that maybe I can't attain that. I can't, I can't get there. Yes, you can. You can because if you really wanted to do something, I guarantee you the right motivation will get you there. I guarantee you the right the right influence will push you there. It, it doesn't matter. I think if you hurt enough, you'll want to change, right? If you learn enough, you'll be able to change. And, and I do believe in the midst of this, God will use those troubled times in your life to allow you to learn some things. And now you'll be able to change. You know, I, there's a saying that live and learn, but I do believe there is an inverse to that, where you can learn and live, where God invites you into his wisdom chamber first, so that then you can learn and then live your life well. The opportunity here is again, and I'll prove it to you. Isaiah, that same 55th chapter tells you, it says that the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And the rain and the snow come down from heaven. Here we go. 
and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So my word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What are we saying? The word that God speaks is meant to go out from him, that it might enter into the ground of your heart, that it might bring forth fruit, in due season. You just have to be willing to allow the word to come forth. Now, there are scriptures that speak to the, the things in in life that try to keep us from, from getting uh, his word in. And there's a scripture, and I believe Matthew the 13th chapter, that talks about the wayside, where there's no place for God's promise. So there's no place in your heart for God's promise. Maybe because your life, you, you've seen so many things that go wrong and now you, you become hardened and you won't even allow the promises of God a space in your life. I, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm going to challenge you. Uh, look around and find a believer. Find the one who's overcome many things and trusted in God. Look around and ask them, what have they gone through? Have you tried it? Have you at least sat down and listened to it? Because I know that there's some things in life where you've been hurt so much that you keep your scars and you might even cover your scars, but you cover your scars in ways that keep people from being able to know you. And if there are people who just can't know you, then you can't really, you can't really become all that you're meant to be because we are building blocks one upon another. I believe we've all been stitched in time for such a day as this. We've all been stitched in time. We're separate parts of a, of a similar cloth. And, you know, it, we're going to be the right quill, but that there's a need for us to realize that we're stitched together. There's another good, I got my time is flying away. There's another one that talks about stony ground where a person receives the word of God, but for whatever reason, they don't have the patience uh, to allow him to work in their lives. Oh, they don't have the patience for God to do what he has promised that they put God on a timeline. Maybe you've put God on a timeline. God's promises are true. You're like, yes, I can wait for this great thing to happen in my life. Yes, I know it's going to happen for everybody. Yes, I'm excited about what I heard. Oh, can you imagine the day? Can you imagine the day? It's almost like somebody coming into a business and that, yes, I believe in all this. And you get excited about the things that could happen, the great things that could happen because you just started your business. But when the challenges come, you're like, you know what? This is too much work. I, I don't think. See, what, here's what most people want. Most people want everything for free and they want it yesterday, right? They want it yesterday and they want it for free. As if there is no sacrifice. Well, come on. I mean, really, I can prove to you there's sacrifice. If you have a job, do you go to that job? Nine times out of ten, you work at least eight hours on that job. What could you be doing with those eight hours? Hmm? Yes, you make a sacrifice every day because you want that paycheck. You make that sacrifice every day because you could be doing something else. The question is, what is that something else? Truthfully, if the job you're on right now is not the job you want to have, what could you be doing differently? Huh? So the truth is you make a sacrifice every day. It's a chosen sacrifice. Maybe you, you minimize the amount of sacrifice. And sometimes when you minimize the amount of sacrifice, you minimize the reward. Because truthfully, you look at some of the champions that are out there. Uh, they've sacrificed much to gain much. I'm going to stop there. There are thorny. There's people who have fallen. The seed of God, the word of God has fallen on thorny grounds and may have a place for the promises of God. And you may, they may even have the patience to see the production happen. 
but somehow they get wrapped around the axle and they forget the God of the promise. And all they are concerned about is what the promise yields. See, sometimes we put things up and maybe you've lived a great life and you've experienced the promises of God and you live in the right house and you've got a nice car and you have great things running for you. And sooner or later, it slips from God got this for me and God made this happen for me to I'm making this happen. And the money's talking to you and not the God that made sure you had the breath in your body to get the money or to get the job or to get the opportunities. Things get slipped around and it gets flipped upside down. And now you are choked out of the riches of the kingdom, at least the true riches of the kingdom to include, to include relationships and the opportunity to be around people of like-minded who will pour good into you and make you better. And after a while, you be, you become so distracted by the riches that your growth and your own capacity it becomes slack and lackadaisical. And sooner or later, here's what's going to happen is that when you get there, is that you become a captive of your own imagination. And, and the next thing you know, you become someone who is, uh, how should I say, no longer on the cutting edge. And sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. But I'm going to challenge you. Go visit the God. Gave you what you had. Go visit that God that could that made sure you, you, you continue to grow. Go visit him. And I guarantee he has a word for you. Let's go on to the good ground. Finally, the good ground is where there is continued production because of the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches do not distract you. Growth may be determined on their own, your own capability and your own ability to be sensitive to God's will. See, growth can be determined by your capability because God gave you that capability, that spiritual ability, that, 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 that gift, if you will, because you are gifted. And it will be determined also by your ability to be sensitive to what God is saying. It's going to change your life. I'm telling you right now, it's going to change your life. If you don't believe in a God, I'm going to challenge you today to, to do. I'm going to challenge you to believe that there is a God. And his name is Jesus. I'm going to challenge you to do that because if you find out uh, that everything's not working and maybe you're feeling, uh, and I won't even say empty, I'm going to say, for whatever reason, you know that there is more. You know that you could be doing more. And this is for the believer as well as the unbeliever. I'm going to challenge you to stretch out and ask God to continue to pull you through to the next development in your life. Pull you through to the next season in your life. Pull you through to the next level in your life. Because God will pull you through. He's not slack concerning his promises. And he's not one to lie. Because when he speaks, it comes to pass. It is up to us to partner with him. Because he is the truth. Can I tell you this? He is the truth. When God speaks, it's coming to pass. The question is, will you be there watching it coming to pass or will you be a participant of what's coming to pass? Because God blesses those who listen. So I'm going to challenge you today, as difficult it is may be, uh, that there is a level of consistency in your life that requires you to say yes more often to what he's saying. And no more often to your feelings. See, don't get wrapped around your feelings. Don't allow your feelings to govern you because feelings are meant 
to undergird you and to actually accentuate the choices you make. Make logical, wise choices because in a multitude of counsel there is safety. Make logical and wise choices because God will be the one who will undergird you and keep you because when you make a logical and a wise choice, your feelings will come to to, to, to up and, and to bear you and to tell you, yes, you're doing the right thing. It will be exuberant. It will be exciting. It will be new. It'll be, you'll feel like, hey, guess what? I'm doing the right thing and I'm finally getting it right. Why is it important to do the right thing every day, to be a building block every day? Because every day is a building block for your future and definitely for your life. And your legacy. Well, this is my time is up. I'll see you next time. Remember to like and to share. Because today is a new day and tomorrow can be even better. And remember, there is greatness inside of you. We're here to help you get it out. And I know you know that. You know you can you know there's greatness inside of you. Go ahead and tell yourself, God's made me great for such a time as this. Like and share. Mm-hmm.